You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. But anyway, man, let's get into this football content and talk a little bit about the new hire. Not necessarily a new hire, but promotion of Vontrell King-Williams, who is now going to be the defensive line coach for Auburn University, uh, promoted to that position once Jeremy Garrett decided he had enough of this college thing. He's going back to the pros to coach at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Starting the conversation off like this and asking you guys, what do you think of this hire? Just initial thoughts. How do you feel about the hire of Vontrell King-Williams, defensive line coach for Auburn? I love internal promotions. I think that, you know, for guys that are, are coming up in the game, you guys know how I feel about inexperience and that being the reason that somebody doesn't get a chance. You're inexperienced until you get the experience. This is a guy um, that works with Freeze, and I think that he wants to kind of build the staff like he's done before in the past. So somebody that's known to him, that's worked with him, uh, you know, I like to hire. I think that, you know, as long as he's doing things on his clock and his way, that this is a great hire for him. For those that don't know, King Williams uh, was previously a defensive line coach. This is not going to be the first time he's ever run a defensive line room. He was at Eastern Michigan. Uh, Famously, a lot of people like to throw out there um, that, uh, what's the guy's name that plays for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders right now? The the great D tackle out there, defensive end. Um, Crosby. Yes, Max Crosby was in that defensive line room that he coached at Eastern Michigan. Uh, but he has, he was on staff last year here at Auburn uh, as an analyst with Jeremy Garrett, was previously a, a GA over at Liberty with Coach Freeze before. So Coach Freeze has familiarity with him outside of his tenure here at Auburn. And then before that, he was a graduate assistant at his alma mater, Texas San Antonio, the University of Texas San Antonio. So, uh, B. Will, thoughts on the hire, Vontrell King Williams, new defensive line coach for Auburn? It's almost impossible to know whether X's and O's. This is uh, an improvement, a a a holding pat of of that skill because I think that's something that bears itself out over time when he's the only coach of that position group, and you see the production, and that way you know, oh, he's a really good coach, or he's not, but. What I can say is the positives are that the recruits who are committed to Auburn and have committed to Auburn in the last cycle, they gave it a thumbs up. And that's something I already like. They have a say. Well, they might not have a say in who gets chosen, but if they don't like it, there can be upheaval. And that is something that can affect the talent coming in and staying in. The fact that they like it, I think, is a good sign. So as far as what we know verifiably... Recruits like him. We had a killer of a defensive line commit group so far in the 2025 class. Cannot risk losing those guys because, of course, there are a lot of teams out there going to try to pick away at them anyway. We got nine and a half months for them to kind of get picked off by the vultures. And what we don't need is a reason for them to go looking elsewhere. So Mm -hmm. keeping that continuity, J.J. Brandon, where you at? 
keeping that continuity. I, I was going. wondering when continuity <laughs> was gonna get mentioned. I was waiting yeah, yeah. on the buzzword, but there it was. Yeah, yeah. Keeping that going is is important. And he'll he's gonna have his chance here. He's familiar with the players already in the room. That's the good thing. He doesn't have to, you know, start over or kind of win that room over. The players know him. We know he's good with the players here and the players that are have committed apparently like him. I say let's keep it all rolling. I like the move. Yeah, uh, listen, to your point, the players have shown some some pretty positive thoughts so far on the hire. I you know, haven't seen a player who has had negative thoughts on it, down to the fact that there are some recruits who aren't yet in the boat but have reaffirmed their commitment. One of the things I love that Jeremy Garrett did before he left junior day was coming up. He stayed on campus to make sure that he put in a final word with those recruits and um, – and, and give them a vote of confidence for Vontrell, uh, uh, Coach Vaughn. And, um, you know, he's somebody, to your point again, be will, that the recruits had already had an opportunity to meet. When they got on campus, they've talked to him already. So it's not as if it's some new person they have to forge a new relationship with. So looking forward to seeing how that pays dividends going into the future. Uh, but, Mike, you've had some insights, some opportunities to talk to some people interior to the program and, you know, just your thoughts as far as players, coaches, people in the know, what do you feel like the sentiment has been about the hire from those people? Yeah. The most exciting part about this is that the players are excited about this internal promotion. So they hired somebody who can come in and, and, and maybe not galvanize, but just keep it galvanized. Uh, and, and that's, I think that's important. I think that if you're, They'll be able to take coaching and receive leadership from this particular coach. Uh, then it was a smart hire. I'm sure they took that into account when they made this hire. So I talked to you know uh, a player or two directly about this, and the best word that I can choose to describe how they felt was excitement. They were excited about this promotion, and they were excited about this particular individual, the opportunity for him. So seeing guys get happy for a guy to have an opportunity, I, I think brings more positivity into your program. And you can never listen in the SEC. There's going to be some down times. You can never have enough positivity in the room, if you ask me. So yeah. uh, anything that helps to build that, uh, it's a smart move going into year two. There's going to be a little pressure. I, I think that the defense outperformed a lot of people's expectations last year. So any perceived drop off now that you've you know, replaced Ron Roberts and, and, and Jeremy Garrett is gone. It's going to be looked at with, with kind of a questioning eye. So this is a good start, I think. And maybe it takes away the ability for people to say that you brought in somebody who was a dud. You promoted from within to keep the continuity going. Uh, like you pointed out, this isn't his first time being a D-line coach. And maybe his first time being a D-line coach at this level, but right. he's done the job before. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and now as an analyst, man, so many guys step up from analyst jobs to be coaches. You right. know, better men have taken steps down to be analysts to get into programs until a job opens. That's so, a fact. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I, I like it. I think overall it's positive. Yeah, I mean, to your point here, this is the next step in his progression, right? He was a D-line coach at a smaller school. Then right. he was an analyst at a large at a larger school and now a D-line coach at a larger school. Right? This is this is how careers are supposed to progress um if you're looking to move up in the world. I don't know if he has any future designs on being a uh, defensive coordinator, but 
this is how you get to that spot if you're taking the logical steps. You know, he was a GA at a small school, D-line coach at a small school. A analyst at a big school, D-line coach at a big school. Mm-hmm. This is the next step for him um, and a step that I think, um, well, we'll see how ready he is for this to the point right. that you just made, Mike G. We don't know how he runs a room of this size because it's, let's be clear, this is a very different task to undertake yeah. when you're talking about running a room because you're not just the guy who's going to coach people up on technique and get them in here and be the the fundamentals guy and the hands-on, let's figure out how to get your pass rush better and uh, you know stack and shed better against the run, you know, which gap you're supposed to. You're not just that guy anymore. You're also the guy that's going to be in charge of recruiting that room, yeah. right? And it's the, the recruiting calendar now is much different than when he was an Eastern Michigan small program D line. Yeah, guy, yeah. Right? Some, somebody close to the situation told me that his strength was was building relationships. That's mm. what he does the best. This guy builds relationships with people, which is why the guys in the room were excited for him to get the job. We know how important that is on the recruiting trail. Absolutely, and that seems to be the only thing the Auburn fans have to celebrate this offseason is recruiting. So. Uh, if he can get in there and continue to keep that going, I think that's a great thing because Freeze has been preaching that, that you got to get out and you have to recruit and you need a guy who's good at building relationships to recruit at a high level. They want to be in the top five every year in recruiting. Uh, So trust me, he would not have gotten hired if they didn't think that he had the capability of helping them reach that goal. Yeah, no, I have no doubt that a large portion of what this was about for Coach Freeze was about making sure that he continued the strength of what has been his administration thus far and what he's built in this offseason, which is let me make sure I have guys who can go out here and recruit, not whether or not they have a recruiting pedigree, but do they have the energy and the vigor to go out there and recruit the way that we have this set up? I think it's going to be very interesting to see what the recruiting um activity for Coach Free specifically is going to be going into this next season as he takes his seat as the offensive play caller primarily and how much of his duties he's willing to relinquish to other people as far as recruiting is concerned. He's got some very experienced guys in that defensive room that are recruiters, so he doesn't have to rely on Coach Vaughn to be that guy, but it's good to have somebody who has the energy to go out there and take these trips out there on the road and go sit in the high school bleachers of some kid that is playing, you know, in lower Mississippi somewhere that may be the next great defensive lineman for Auburn University, and he's Mm got to go out there and find them. Um, Let's kind of pivot the conversation a little bit and talk about the staff as a whole and a lot of the upheaval. We've talked about this a few times, but the the staff now as it's comprised is as follows. Derek Nix, of course, the offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. slash running back coach, Ken Austin, um, Marcus Davis, wide receivers, uh, Ben Agamawa as tight ends coach, Jake Thornton, offensive line coach. And now on your defensive side, you've got DJ Durkin as your defensive coordinator. Um, it's been rumored how this rooms, these rooms are going to be split up is that um, Aldridge is going to be handling like the rush outside linebackers. So like the guys who are going to be playing the exterior defensive end slash rush end slash outside linebackers. Uh, uh, Coach Vaughn is going to be handling the interior linemen. So your defensive tackle slash nose tackle, depending on how they want to line that up. Hmm. Um, And then Durkin is going to help coach the linebacker core. And then you'll have Charles Kelly with DBs, Josh Aldridge, excuse me, and Wesley McGriff with, uh, excuse me, Josh, 
Charles Kelly with safeties and Wesley McGriff as the DB coach. So everybody's going to have some sort of responsibility, smaller rooms, right? So you don't have anybody with a really large room right now if the way that they've divvied this up. What do you guys feel about a lot of the interchanging pieces now that we've seen during this offseason? There's been, a, is there too much ado being made of the overhaul of this staff during this offseason or is there legitimate cause for concern at how many pieces are new to their role with the on-field staff for Auburn University this coming season? I'll start with you, B. Will, and then I'll get to your comments, Mike. I'm not sure there's any way to know if whatever issues can be had with a new staff are going to be had with every staff that's brand new. I think it has a lot to do with do your systems fit, number one, and do your personalities fit number two? Well, and then I say actually three, egos. Because are mm. you okay coaching less and having less responsibility than you can handle or have handled? Josh Aldridge has, has coached linebackers. That has been his assignment. That was his assignment, if I'm not mistaken, at Liberty. Like, that's his mm. specialty. So he's taking a back seat and taking a different position so he can let DJ Durkin, who uh, is his authority figure in this case, he's, he's over him. And I may have those two mixed up. It might be Durkin coaching the outside guys. I'll, I'll, I'll try to see if I can get clarity on that. But anyway, continue. Okay. But regardless, everybody who's here has to understand that obviously we are here to each do a job and we have to each do the job to the best of our ability. But you have to be okay with that job. You have to be re resigned to I am good with just coaching this. The only time that's going to be important probably is what happens when that position that you're usually over isn't playing up to standard and you got some ideas as far as what to do with personnel or with strategy to change it. And the guy over it is like, ah, no, nah, listen, man, trust me, I got this. How does that get addressed? How does that get handled? Is it a respectful disagreement? Does the person who's responsible for the underperforming group take your ideas or do they just say, hey, listen, you, you worry about your guys? Or how does that sound? Remember the Titans? You worry about your defense, coach. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder I, I how that it looks. Can ever be that way? It's got to be the defensive coordinator's job to to decide what whether people are performing up to a standard. Like I can't I, I can't imagine that on a defensive staff somebody is saying, "Well, you know, this is how I want to coach press man coverage versus how you want to coach press man coverage." We're playing this kind of defense. This is how we're going to attack it. If they're in that kind of space where defensive coordinator is not having the final say on stuff, then we definitely have some issues going on. And I'm not saying <laughs> that he's not. I'm just saying I don't know how anybody is going to like that, accept that. We've seen that egos definitely affect some of this stuff to some extent because last year, everything wasn't 100% kosher in, in the room. So I don't know how this is going to be affected in that sense. I do think that we have a lot of talent, coaching talent, on the staff. I think that's an overwhelming plus, a positive Especially you've had guys who have been defensive coordinators. Uh, Josh Aldridge has been a de defensive coordinator. Of course, Charles Kelly has and uh, DJ Durkin has. You have a, a wealth of experience back there. I always think that's a plus when somebody who's had big responsibility gets to come down and focus. So I think it's nothing but a positive as far as the talent. But how will that talent work together? And that's something that maybe didn't work so well last year. Hugh Freeze has understood that and addressed it now. So hopefully he's put better pieces together that will make a more, more harmonious staff for the 2024 yeah. season. Mike, Mike, jump in here. M much ado about nothing with all the staff turnover, or is this something that people should be ringing alarm bells about? Like, how do you feel about that? 
both. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like the reason that they made changes was all positive. <laughs> we know it wasn't. Right. right. You didn't change. You didn't change defensive coordinators because you want. You know, you just want to go a different direction. That defense played so bad. You right. changed it because you had issues with the guy who was in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but also, can it be a positive if you make a solid hire on the other end and get somebody who is just as competent and may even be better at the job? Sure. I, I think that in some of these situations, it's not linear. It's not like one or the other. It's just you had to make a change. So you made it. Right. For whatever reason, you made it. Uh, you know, there were a lot of rumors around Cadillac situation. I'm not sure that anybody actually knows the truth of what happened there. But we know that they made an 11th hour, you know, proclamation of his resignation. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. People aren't dumb. As a matter of fact, I, I'll go as far as to say that I think that was a crappy way to handle that. <laughs> So if you didn't want questions, you didn't want questions about it. So, you know, here's the deal. Freeze has got to make this staff the way that he thinks it can work because it's all on him anyway. We Do said you think this, that that was a coach freeze decision about when the announcement was made? I, I would I would be remiss if I thought I would say that he wasn't involved in that in some kind of way. Right. I believe it was discussed. Who it ultimately came down to, to we'll never know. But I just think at the end of the, we said this when Brian Harson was here and he got rid of his first two coordinators after year one. If you're going to go out, go out doing it your way. I'm yeah. all about yeah. that. That's why they hired you. Yeah. So uh, I want to see what Hugh Freeze's vision for this thing is. Not something, you know, and I think that that's been the problem at Auburn for so long is just letting a coach coach, man. Stop telling him who to hire. Let him get his staff in. So if ultimately this is where it had to go for him to get his guys in, then I'm all right with it. It sucks for the guys going out, certainly. Yeah. Because they didn't sign up for that. They assume if you hired them that you want them on the staff. But if for some reason, you know, just like I I think, what was it, Bobo? That people kept saying that Bobo was kind of like a force hire for Harson. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't really want Bobo. And I'm just thinking, why are we here? <laughs> why are we here where you, you're not, you hire a coach and you're just not letting them coach? You hired Freeze because of his you know, acumen in SEC coach. Just let him coach. Let him get the guys that he wants in here and see what he can do when he does it his way. I think so it's that I, simple. <clears throat> I mean, it's, this is a, you know, I guess this brings up a separate question. Do you feel as if there was any sort of uh, suggestive, hey, you should hire this guy over this guy? Or was it just he got who he could get and then it was like, all right, well, when I have more time, I'll address that later type of thing? And yeah, I think you can jump in on that. Yeah, I think that's possible. I think it's possible that um, timing is everything when it comes to coaching, mm-hmm. right? Like if the Dolphins just let Nick Saban get Drew Brees, then we'll have to hear about Alabama for the last 17 years or however long he's been terrorizing college football. You know, so maybe the guy that he wanted wasn't available at that time or a guy that he wanted wasn't available at that time. And now, like I said, it sucks for the guys in the job because you really have to outkick your coverage and outperform expectations to keep the job if that's the case. But like, I don't... I. I think it's a little bit of both here. I don't think it's time to freak out. 
But I do think that the pressure is on a little more than they anticipated in year two because of how year one went. And now you're making all these pieces, these changing all these pieces. Um, I mean, you, I, I personally don't think you're going to be able to scream about the talent gap again for a second year. And I don't think that's going to play well with fans at all. I mean, it, right? I didn't play well with fans in the first season, but yeah, there sure. are some people who are defenders of the the record saying, well, Coach Freeze warned us. So I, here, here's my question to those fans. If he warns you again this season, hey, we're not where we need to be from a talent perspective, are you okay with another six-win, maybe seven-win season this Okay, year? right. And then what I say— I think the ceilings maybe if seven and five if that's if he's going to say that I, I, why why are people expecting nine wins he's trying to tell you not to right well, I don't know that he's going to say it I'm just asking yeah. if that is if, if yeah. we hear that refrain again going into the season and people are like well he tried to tell because that was what was said last year, last year Coach yeah. Reese tried to tell us and if he comes into the season and he's like hey I'm just telling you guys temper your expectations and we end up with that same result. Are people going to be okay with that result? Yeah, I, I, I'll be. I'll be interested to see what the messaging is. Now, I said this last year. We said it, a lot of us said it. The, the messaging wasn't great last year. It wasn't. I think that that is a fair criticism of this coach. You know, uh, after the bowl game, same thing. He got ripped apart. I was too busy recruiting to help with the game plan until week up. What? <laughs> no, yeah, man. That's, that was weird. Yeah, so it's the messaging has got. It was an unpopular message with the players last year, talking about the talent gap constantly during the season. It's going to play even worse this year. So you just have to move them forward in some way. I think you can do that without it leading to eight or nine wins, though. I think that you can win seven games and it could look drastically better than it did in year one. That's just me personally, and I think that's all he needs to do with this staff. Move them forward. You've got some tough games. I mean, I still think it's a tough schedule. A lot of people disagree with me. I still think Auburn's schedule is brutal. I mean, it's going to be brutal. It's an SEC schedule. There's no two ways about going through yeah, an SEC schedule but, and it being But I, people were saying stuff like, oh, this is one of the easiest schedules. I was like, okay, you got rid of LSU, but you picked up Oklahoma. And what they may not be the Oklahoma of the bat. They still got five stars everywhere all over that program. You know, I, you have, you know, and we talked about this on the mix, right? Like, you have... Three teams on your schedule that finished in the AP top 10 that you have to play this year. You got Alabama, Georgia, and Missouri, all AP top 10 teams on your schedule next year. I, it's going to be tough, man. I, 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 but they can move it forward. They can still move. I'm still hopeful that they can move it forward. Looking forward to seeing what year two is going to look like because I think it should look drastically different, at least from the um, the offensive scheme standpoint. And to your point, I think that talent is um, – I, I, don't, I don't really want to hear the talent thing this year. Look, coach the guys that you have and find a way to extract the most you can out of that talent as opposed to just, in my opinion – you kind of threw your hands up and said, hey, we are what we are. You get what you get out here on the field as opposed right. to saying, hey, we might not be the most talented team, but we're going to go out here and we're going to give people hell. I would have much preferred, I think, to hear that messaging. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't, I, and I don't think the year two messaging is going to be that for Coach Freeze. I think right. because it is in his court, the ball is in his court now as far as what the outcome is going to be offensively. He's going to be singing a different tune going into the season. And I expect to see some different results out there offensively this year. Yeah.